The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Hey, this is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week and help. Welcome to November. Holy cow. Uh, this is unbelievable how fast the year's going. And uh, I think the guitar work in that was really, really good. I don't know who played that, but just a really great start. Uh, bottom line is I did it because I couldn't find anything that I like, so I recorded my own. Anyway, uh, today we're going to talk about, well, this is what's in it for you. The Magnificent 7 is now the Modest 5, and we're seeing the, the big generals in the stock market roll over, and I've been walking through that this week. I'm going to do it more here. Uh, number two, we're going to open the mailbag. Uh, Chipotle, which everybody knows. Uh, Veronis, which I didn't know. Uh, VRNS is the symbol, and we're going to talk about General Motors, the strike, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, and uh, we're going to go through the portfolio, and uh, and this is my uh, search as I go through 3,300-plus charts. Uh, every ETF that's out there, I try to find the 10 best so that we make money. Uh, humble brag, we made money last year uh, when, when uh, everybody else was down, and we're working our tail. I'm working my tail off to do it again. But right now, today's top story. Uh, Nvidia is looking like uh, uh, Cisco 2000, and and I've, I've been saying the that we that it did not look like that yet prior, and now that's changed. And what I've been doing this whole week is going through the magnificent seven: Tesla, Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Meta, Nvidia. I've been doing that in the newsletter, and now I'm coming here. Uh, I've talked about the prior uh, four. I'm going to talk about three more right here. But the bottom line is that's 28% of the market, and the pundits have been saying, oh, my heavens, this has been uh, you know, a very concentrated market. And uh, I didn't care until the charts told me that it was a problem, and, and, and now it's a problem. Okay, so I talked early in the week about Tesla. That's become a sell, at least one-third. I can go into that a little bit more if you'd like. Uh, Apple also looks bad. Uh, uh, they report tomorrow. We're going to learn a heck of a lot about what's baked into the market and Apple in particular. Then I talked about Google and Amazon. And right now I'm going to talk about the last three. And this is in descending order. So this is basically, uh, 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 you know, I, I, call, I, I came up with the Magnificent Seven becomes the Modest Five because they're taking on water and the earnings reports are being greeted either with yawns or with Bronx cheers. And uh, when things change, I'm going to tell you things are changing. And uh, I'm not going to be uh, dogmatic and say I'm right, the market's wrong. I'm going to go with the market and, and sort of, you know, uh, perform jujitsu as, as best I can. Okay, Microsoft. Uh, uh, this is the, the third cleanest dirty shirt. Uh, I hope I have a Johnny Cash fan out there someplace. But anyway, uh, it's a great line from Sunday morning coming down. Uh, Microsoft uh, looks okay. Uh, it held this 310 level. It hasn't come down to the 200-day moving average. Um, it's expensive, but it's Microsoft, so it ought to be. It's the number two or three name in the S&P, depending on the day. 
uh, trades at 30 plus times, grows at 15. If it wasn't Microsoft, they'd say, eh, you know, the heck with this. Who needs it? Uh, earnings report was pretty good. Uh, people liked their cloud business. Uh, and obviously, they have the the open AI component to their story that uh, uh you know, people find some solace in. So now the earnings report was good and bounced, but it wasn't that impressive, to be honest with you. Yep, the volume picked up. I like it. So this is the the uh, uh, you know the 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 fifth out of the seventh uh, mag- X magnificent seven. It looks okay, but that's all it does. It looks okay, and uh, to me, it would be a a, a hold, an unenthusiastic hold, but a hold. Uh, number six is Meta, M-E-T-A, uh, the, the artist formerly known as Facebook. Uh, and what they basically did was uh, stop spending a lot of money on the metaverse, cut back expenses, and, and, uh, and, and earnings have, have, uh, have rallied the base business, especially Instagram and Reels is acting pretty well. Uh, the earnings report was okay. But the stock sold off. And my whole thing is if earnings don't make stocks go up, what's going to? And uh, in the case of, um, of, uh, of Meta, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, it, it's another sign that the market is saying, uh, yes, all these stocks got crushed last year. They probably were overly punished. And, and we're going to let them bounce in the first half of the year. Now here, here it is in November, and we're staring at 5% interest rates and, and these long-duration these, you know, long assets, longer-term growth stories are becoming less valuable because the competition for interest rates is, is, from interest rates is pretty substantial. So Meta, to me, is a hold. Again, if I was going through the chart book, I wouldn't be jumping up and down on this. Uh, but it's just a sign that the, 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 the top 28% of the S&P is getting heavy. And it's weighing on the rest of the market, which brings me to NVIDIA. Uh, uh, the, the pundits have been talking about, oh, this is reminding me uh, of, of Cisco 2000 and, and the internet bubble. And I said, up to, I said, not yet. Now I'm saying it's getting closer. I mean, if I, if I take a look at this, it, it, it looks like you're, it's forming a head and shoulders pattern, uh, and I'm sorry if you're if you're you know walking the dog and working out and getting this, but it's a classic uh, 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 technical pattern which you can you know understand. Looking at a left shoulder, the stock hits a new high, of the head, and then it rolls over on the right shoulder, and we're starting to see that happen. And the down days are starting to show increased volume. And you know I don't like that. So uh, it spent uh, a lot of yesterday under 400. And I wanted to see that 400 to 500 stair step being being built. And uh, this is the last company to report Apple's tomorrow. And then this is the last one in, in three weeks. And we're going to learn a lot. They have obliterated earnings the last couple of times. And uh, I think expectations are pretty lofty. People say, well, this looks expensive. You know, it's on 2025, the consensus number, which I probably think is light. It trades at 26 times. It grows 60%. So, yes, it's had a big move, but the demand for their chips has been monstrous, monstrous. And they they uh, could sell every single chip they made and their capacity constrained. So, 
this is the 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 cleanest dirty shirt in in uh, in the laundry, and it looks like it wants to roll over. It hasn't yet. I want to be really clear. So that to me, this is a a hold. Probably my most enthusiastic hold. Again, if I was going to the chart book, I wouldn't buy this. If I was a, if I had, you know been there from three hundred, I'd say. I'm watching this now. The 200-day moving average is at is at 350, and that sounds like a long. You know, that's obviously 50 points away from where we are. This is not a perfect world that we live in. If it takes that out, then it becomes more Cisco 2000-like, and I get more concerned. So now I'm going to go to this this uh, my last chart, and this is from my library, and this is where I hope I, I, I add some value. I've been doing this forever. I was there in 2000. Uh, I've got this this yellowed, uh, uh, heavily dog-eared book back here, and I, I, I put this chart in there. This is what a stock looks like when it's rolling over, and you can see here you've got the head and shoulders at the top, around 85 or so. By the way, the year before, it went from 15 to 85 in, in, in 1999. So, I mean, these, these things can have massive, massive moves, which is why I don't say, well, there's no reason. You know, NVIDIA's market cap has gone up by, you know, X uh, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. You know, the market cap is set by the market. It just is what it is. And uh, people that's you know, think that, you know, their knowledge of the market cap of what it should be is the right one. I think is ridiculous myself personally. So you take a look at this, and 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 I'll uh, I'll put these together perhaps for the for the uh, the newsletter. But uh, things really started to go north on their first quarter call when they said, you know what. Uh, uh, you know, we're over our skis here. I'm paraphrasing. This isn't what they said. Uh, demand's not going to be what we thought. And then it closes below the 200-day and then really rolls over. And so the sell discipline that I deploy got you out around 65 or so, and it went down to 12 in about a year and a half. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen in NVIDIA, but I, what I am trying to impress upon you is that I have a historical context that I want to bring to you so that if I see this happen with NVIDIA or any of your stocks, which are the ones you care about, I can point out and say, this is a problem. And this is what has happened in the past, especially if you work for a company and it's a big part of, of your compensation and, your part, and part of your wealth. I don't want to have... Uh, you know, uh, a Silicon Valley bank happened to you that, uh, you know, that really uh, creates a lot of damage for you. So uh, NVIDIA is not Cisco 2000 yet, but it's looking a lot more like that than it did when I talked six months ago. So I just want to have you hear my, my change in tone, get a, a sense that I'm willing to let the market tell me what to do and, 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 and not become... A strident and dogmatic and say, I'm right, the market's wrong. That's a, that's a very painful and expensive sentence to utter, in my opinion. So uh, the Magnificent 7 is now the Modest 5. Even the strongest NVIDIA is, 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 is starting to take on uh, some weight, put on some weight. And, and it, because of the size of these companies, it's weighing on the entire market the S&P 500, which we talked about last week, where I very subtly said sell stocks now, 
now I'm telling you, okay, here's the the components, the main drivers of the components, and here's what I see, and here's my rationale, and I hope it's helpful. Do me a favor, please. Go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter so you can get these things that I that I talk about in between these the the official podcast here, and you can see you know my thinking intro week. So that uh, you know you're kept abreast of what's going on, and go to Bakes at StockMarketAuthority.com, uh, my email or at BakesTakes underscore, and fire away. I just had a couple, you know, while I was driving up here, and I love this stuff. I love coaching people, and um, uh, fire away. So that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. And my wonderful son came in with a couple, so I want to see what he has to say. Please. Thanks, Chris. Hey, Dad. Happy Halloween. I, I have two quick questions for you, if you don't mind. First, on Chipotle, um, one of the few restaurants we're seeing with positive and accelerating traffic um, per their most recent quarterly earnings. Could you ever give me um, your analysis of Chipotle CMG as a buy, sell, hold? Uh, thanks for reminding me to use one of the, by the way, I love you too. And, um, the, uh, Chipotle is a hold. Uh, now having said that, I, it would be a hold of the two thirds that I would still have. When I see, I said, put this red arrow here, uh, uh, pointing down that's when it closed below the 200 day moving average, I would sell a third. I don't own this right now, full disclosure, but you know my my discipline. It closes below the 200-day. You've had this big move up, sell a third. And then, yes, there are some times when things reverse and they rip to the upside. It doesn't happen too often, frankly. But I don't want to just uh, – I don't want to go all or nothing. I want to have a gradual approach to getting out of big winners. And so here I would have sold a third and um, – uh, and hold on to the rest and, and watch it like a hawk. The 200-day moving average is at around uh, 1,200, uh, it looks like here. And I would watch that very, very carefully. The uh, couple things. The It's always been expensive. It's expensive right now. Uh, you know, trades at, at uh, 40 plus times. Growth is around 20-ish. Eh, okay. Uh, I think part of it was the... Uh, the expectations were pretty low going into this report, and and then they made some positive comments about traffic, as you said, and they're you know doing this grand experiment. How much can you charge for a burrito when people still show up, and can you raise prices so that you maintain margins? And so far, it looks like they're doing that, uh, but I think it's mainly you had a gap down on the last quarterly earnings report, and that was a about 196 196 now sorry yeah just under 2000 or so i got my my uh, uh, numbers wrong but this resistance here at just under 2000 it kind of that's where the stock is right now this is where you're going to stall out in my opinion so i think the chances of it closing this gap are pretty low if if uh, earnings reports don't move stocks what the heck will and so uh, this is a kind of thing where, uh, you know, I think Peter Lynch was wrong. I said that last week about a couple other stocks. Yes, it's familiar. Everybody knows it. Uh, I don't think you're going to make a lot of money here. So I think, you know, good for you if you owned it, you know, at 1000 and here we are at 1942 
it to me suggests uh, it's going to have a hard time breaking out above this resistance line that I've drawn and close that gap. And now the volume picked up. Uh, that's what I want to see. I think that's more of a dynamic of the, of uh, dampened expectations and then a relief rally that's happened here. And uh, I would hold on to the two thirds, and I would watch the you know for my cell discipline to kick in. And uh, I, um, I hope I've answered that, and I hope that uh, it's helpful. Let's go to the next one, please. Uh, also, Baranis Systems ticker VRNS. They design, develop data security software solutions. Um, and there's some strong technicals that I heard on a call the other day and was hoping you could opine on. Thanks and love you. I uh, love you too, buddy. Uh, I bless beyond words, my, my boys. And just so for new people in the, in the, on the, on the, you know, on YouTube or, or on the you know, on podcast, this is the whole reason I did this. Uh, my sons were at business school. They would, uh, they worked in the student managed investment funds. They would fire questions at me. Their friends would come in. And uh, it's a shameless excuse for me to talk to my boys more than I otherwise would. And, I inv- and the, their friends come in and text me and, and, and email me all the time. And I love this stuff. I really do. Uh, uh, so, you know, I just give my thoughts on, on what I tell my boys and and then you can do with that information what you want. This isn't financial advice. You're smart people. I don't know your situation, but I do know something about this. Anyway, uh, Verona's VRNS had not seen this company before. Uh, anything data security is 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 a pretty good business right now. Uh, uh, this to me is a buy, uh, Jack. And frankly, I put two arrows here. It was a buy at twenty eight or so. A buy at thirty three. Uh, it's doing exactly what I want. It's, 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 it's coming off uh, uh, pretty meaningful lows, and it's attracting new institutional interest. I can see it here in the chart. Uh, the earnings reports are being greeted warmly. The, the, uh, the volume picks up on, on the up days, and um, uh, it's a pretty chart. It's a pretty chart, and it's a pretty chart with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, other data security software names are acting pretty badly, uh, you know, C Octa, if you will. So uh, I think you've got something here. I agree with the technicals. I have not done any fundamental work, full disclosure, for you and for everybody. But this is what I want to see. I want to see uh, a staircase being built. And we're, we're just starting to build the next stair step. And it is... Uh, 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 not too late for this one, in my opinion. And um, when when you have stocks gapping up on earnings reports, that's a good sign. Gapping up on big volume is even a better sign. So Verona's to me is a buy, and uh, I think you have a winner there, and I, I can't wait to see you. All right? Love you, pal. Um, lastly, um, uh, Mary from Michigan came in, uh, said, I'm a share scoop subscriber, uh, General Motors just just uh, joined the other automakers in settling their their strike with the UAW. Uh, what do you think of the stock? And I say, you know, uh, I'd rather pull teeth than than own this stock. Uh, it is a sell. Period. Uh, I know it's cheap. It ought to be cheap. 
the company is shrinking. Uh, uh, the the you know they just signed up to have uh, increased costs for the next three years, and the workers probably deserved it after what they did uh, during the great financial crisis, and to claw back that you know make up some money that that inflation is eaten away. I understand all that, um, and I understand that the. You know, the the profitable truck business is a good place to be, so getting those plants up and going is a positive. The problem is, I think uh, that they confirmed this week that uh, Elon Musk uh, uh, goaded them to get into the briar patch that is EVs, and they wish they hadn't. Now, they won't say it like that, but I'll say it like that. The EV business is a bad business. And I know I'm going to catch some flack from share scoops and other people, but I call them like I see them. Uh, Tesla themselves said, uh, uh, you know, and they, they're all EV all the time. And they basically said, uh, our price increases aren't increasing demand. And uh, uh, higher interest rates are hurting the consumer. The economy is weakening, and and uh, uh, our EV sales are, are suffering. The earnings report was really, really downbeat, and the chart shows it. Hence, the sell that I mentioned at the start of the program. So Ford said negative things about EV as well. Toyota, uh, the EV business. I understand the grand, you know, save the planet and 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 you know decarbonization. But there's nothing noble about losing money in your in your uh, efforts to to uh, to improve climate change. So uh, to me, uranium is going to beat EVs dramatically over the next two three years, and uh, I you know I think this 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 level here at uh, uh, 32 or so that's been in place for over a year. You know, the stock's at 28 right now. I think that's the lid, and I think it's going to be a substantial lid uh, of all the gin joints in all the world. I'm not going to walk into this one. So uh, General Motors, sell, goodbye, don't look at it. Um, uh, yeah, I think 32 is your lid, and it's to hold around for three points I think is kind of, kind of silly. Um, sorry to be so blunt, but that's what I see. Uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. And even better, send your voice memo to that email, and we can play your question on the show like we did for Jack. Let's take a break. When I come back, we'll take a look at the uh, Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com. 
making money in up and down markets. We are back, and today we're talking about uh, NVIDIA giving, looking like Cisco 2000 and getting heavy. And um, I just call them like I see them, folks. Uh, but now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And uh, I, I draw your attention to this. The main thing I want to point out is I, no big losses. And be honest with yourself. Take a look at your portfolio, either literally or in your mind's eye, and, and how many... 15% plus losers do you have? I don't let it happen. My biggest loss is 4.8% and it's one of my smallest positions because I just refuse to lose a lot of money. I've seen this movie. I've made these mistakes and and I know what it's like when you spend 80% of your time trying to hope your way into the 20% of your losers that are dragging down the portfolio. Uh, You're an individual investor. You can do whatever the heck you want. And uh, the institutions can't, by the way. Um, And uh, what I try to do is I go through, I'm doing it tonight. At the end of every month, I go through 3,000 plus charts and I try to find the 10 best. And I don't care where they are, what they are, what they do. And we just have an, the ETF industry has given us incredible flexibility so that we can do this. And it's worked. Uh, since inception, we started this in the middle of COVID. We've beaten the hedge funds by twice, two times the hedge funds. Uh, we have the ability to go short, so I compare myself to the hedge funds. This year, eh, we're doing our not we're do, not doing great. We're down twelve percent. The market's up nine, uh, and uh, I am still uh, throwing punches around and preaching from my chair. Thank you, Pete Townsend. Uh, my goal is to make money every year, and I, this came from. Uh, several conversations I had with folks who, you know, pull me aside and say, Bakes, I just got a, um, an inheritance, and, but I'm, I'm terrified of losing money. I'm, you know, I retired, whatever. Uh, so I think there's a place for uh, an all-weather uh, 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 fund for the everyman to, to buttress what goes on with the S&P 500, which is up 70% of the time, but the down 30% of the time can hurt and scare the hell out of people. So uh, that's what I'm doing. So far, so good. My end game uh, is, and I talked about uh, my, with my good friend Roger yesterday from the University of Houston, is, you know, uh, and I'd love your feedback on this. I'd love to uh, provide coaching, perhaps individually, uh, uh, especially if you're in a student-managed investment fund uh, uh, program where they'll teach the textbooks and I'll teach the, uh, the school of hard knocks. Uh, uh, I know how to sell. I know how to, to read charts. I know how Wall Street works. And uh, I'm, uh, I might do something like that. Uh, I might offer a course and tell me you know what you'd like to from that. I'm going to uh, likely launch a premium Substack, and down the road, I'd like to uh, have an ETF that serves as your hedge fund and and replicates what I do here. So stay tuned for all the above, and I'd love your feedback, and I certainly want your support. Uh, right now, with 25% uranium. And uh, this is really playing out nicely. Cameco, the, the number one name in the space, uh, blew out earnings yesterday. Both our uh, ETFs, uh, uh, the, the Sprott Uranium Miners and the Junior Miners, URNM and URNJ, are acting great. They were acting great when I uh, was driving up here. And we just took out uh, 74 spot 
on the uranium price itself, and I think it's going to double, and I think the stocks go up more than that, and I don't say that very often at all, if you've been paying attention. Uh, we're 7% oil and gas services, and I'm still struck by especially listening to all the Economist podcasts and what's going on with Gaza and, and neighboring uh, and interested countries. I don't see how oil uh, doesn't go up. It just doesn't make any sense given uh, the conflicts that uh, surround the oil-rich parts of the world. We're down in technology. We took it down. We're down to 5%. Uh, biggest name in this is uh, uh, is NVIDIA. And uh, it just, I, I, I eat home cooking. When my cell discipline tells me to, to get out and reduce positions, I do so just like I mentioned with the Magnificent Seven. And the Magnificent Seven are rolling over, and that's almost all tech. So we took our, our, our tech down accordingly. You've seen that over the course of the week in my posts, if you've been paying attention. We're 13% in Bitcoin. Uh, that is really acting well. We're 7% in Ethereum. My personal thought is the market is starting to sniff out the dysfunction in Washington and, and the, the, the explosion in debt and the, the squandering of money that is crowding out and eventually will learn, lead to uh, a devalued dollar. And people are at least putting on a partial hedge against that in crypto, where, where they can't print crypto the way they can print dollars. And I think that's what's, uh, what's playing itself out. Uh, Egypt is 10% of what we do. We're 7% short real estate, 4% short the Russell 2000, 1% short pack. I mean, sorry, we're long Pakistan and, and 19% cash. And I know that is an eclectic and unusual portfolio, and you're welcome. And stay here tuned. I will go wherever the charts told me to go, and we'll make money in, uh, in up and down markets. That's what we're doing and have been doing, and I'll continue. I'll go through recent improvements in my newsletter and my social media posts. Please subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested November 1st with two months to go. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and my takes today are, 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 are uh, brief. Uh, number one, if you're a student-managed investment fund, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we'll talk about courses and coaching and all these good things, how to sell, how to read charts, how Wall Street really works. And I really want to add value. And the feedback preliminarily is, is very positive. But my next point here is uh, I, I'm reprising my podcast from, I think, three, four weeks ago where – uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, interest rates are, are higher for longer, get used to it. And this comes, and I'm reprinting the same chart because it's, it's a 40-year chart. And what it shows is this is the 10-year government bond. It was 15% uh, in 1980. It went down to zero virtually. And here we are at five. And uh, my, the reason I bring this up is that from talking to you and listening to a lot of podcasts, I, I hear this, well, when rates come back down to normal, uh, then, then uh, uh, the stock market is going to act better or the Fed's going to lower rates and that's going to help the stock market. And I wanted to just put it into context. This is a reversal of trend that's been in place for 40 years years. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. So I know most of you have only seen really low and falling interest rates. And my point being, especially as you look at this chart, 5% 10-year 
is 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 still below normal. And seven eight, if you had to average all this this chart out, that's kind of what you'd like. So uh, the 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 I want to dissuade you to think that. I'm waiting around to see when the, when the the interest rates come back down to normal. I think we're going up to the normal that's been in place for 40 years and and I just I want you ready for it and I don't want you to be hope is a is a four letter word in investing and I hear too much of well the Fed's going to cut rates and we're going to and, and and they're going to bail us out again. Uh, I think that's over. I think that rates are going up and uh, I don't think they're going back to the peak, but I think, you know, uh, I don't think it's higher for longer. I think it's, it's uh, higher from higher sooner is, 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 the, is the thought process that you have to be aware of. And, and that's why the, the big seven are, are weakening as much as they are. They're sniffing this out, in my opinion. So uh, I don't think this is going to stop anytime soon. Get ready for higher rates and, and sooner. And my next one is, is kind of what I think is driving this to a large extent. No one cares about the debt or deficit until the bond market and the bond vigilantes tell them to. Well, they're speaking pretty loudly. The interest uh, uh, rate, the average interest rate on all the federal government debt, $25 trillion plus, has gone from one and a half to three in a year and a half. And it's doing nothing but going up from here. And the government needs to borrow more money with every single uh, uh, every single month, so uh, this is this is and a lot of this is in sacred cows. You know, Social Security, defense, which shouldn't be a sacred cow. You get the idea. So uh, this is real cash that's going out the door to 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 bondholders, and it's it's crowding out other other things. And the market participants are saying. I need a higher interest rate to be compensated for the risk of lending you money for 10 years. So uh, just kind of get ready for this and, and don't be thinking that we're one Fed meeting away from, from uh, relief. I don't think that's happening. So anyway, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. Those are my base takes for the week. Uh, as we close out today's show, I always like to end with some much-needed levity. And uh, please click on the description bo- link on the des- in the description below. Uh, this is Gary Goleman, favorite of mine. Saw him at the Comedy Cellar, which I really recommend, and I recommend him very well, uh, very much. Uh, this is five six minutes, and it's his uh, uh, funny bit on how the states got their abbreviations. Uh, Mom and Dad is clean, and uh, that's it for today's show. I don't know what the heck I'm going to be talking about next week. I want you to tell me and ask me, and uh, I, I, I will have a lot of fun. I will see you next week. Keep smiling. God bless you. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.